2: Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. four Tonight we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The
1: Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
3: Kyle
4: Busch
5: for the 48th time in his
4: career. Yeah, being able to go to Las Vegas for the kickoff this year is a bit different. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Normally we're at a different venue. We've been at different venues for a few years, so this will be the first for Vegas and. I think it's really special.
1: Denny Hamlin, he is the
4: dominant
2: car. Typically in history, we've been, we've performed better in the playoffs than we have in the regular season, just about always.
1: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our spring from the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live.
6: Mike Bagley here along with the rest of the Motor Racing Network crew for another weekly get-together. And, well, we're gearing up for playoffs, my friends. This weekend will be playoff race number one for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. It'll be the regular season finale for the NASCAR Xfinity Series and playoff race number two for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. As we mentioned, playoff times come with a playoff field that has been set. For the 2018 monster energy nascar cup series championship and on today's show we'll hear from all 16 contenders about what they think going into round one the round of 16 as it were justin allgaier he's having a career season in the nascar xfinity series we'll hear from him on today's show matt de benedetto made an announcement over the weekend that he'll be leaving go fast racing at the end of the season We'll hear his reasoning behind that move. Also, as we mentioned, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series in action this weekend. Racing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. A good bet to win the race is Stuart Friesen. We'll get to know the second-year driver with this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Plus, we'll review a new podcast that's coming to MRN.com called MRN Presents The Cat in the Hat, Jack Roush. You'll want to listen for that. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history, a social media minute, and much more. But to get us going this week, Kyle Ricky, host of NASCAR Today Midday, joins us, and he's standing
3: by with the latest news. Kyle? Mike, it took an extra day thanks to Mother Nature, but the 2018 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series regular season is in the books. And right now, Team Penske and driver Brad Keselowski have all the momentum. Keselowski has won the last two weeks at Darlington, and on Monday in Indianapolis, but the team's crew chief, Paul Wolf, says that while the team has momentum, they are still needing to find some speed in order to contend for this year's championship. We, we, we want
4: more speed. We know we're off a little bit there, um, but I believe we can get through um, the first round for sure by just executing and not making mistakes. You know, winning the two the last two weeks definitely uh, is a little booster for everyone at Team Penske. And You know, we just got to find another level, another gear to work in, and I believe we can get there.
3: The first round of the playoffs will begin this weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. 16 drivers are still eligible for the championship, with four being eliminated after the road course race in Charlotte in two weeks. Mike?
6: Thank you, Kyle. Before we get too far into this week's show, the Motor Racing Network would like to take a moment and remember those that were affected by those vicious attacks on our country 17 years ago. Today,
7: we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. There
1: is smoke pouring out of the Pentagon. It would appear that there has been another major explosion,
0: this one in the nation's capital. Live to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. This, of course, is the site where United Airlines Flight 93 crashed on its way from Newark to San Francisco. We're
8: talking about the weekend being a little different when we came here to Dover. The national tragedy that has befallen this nation has given everybody a different mindset here this afternoon. And a moment ago when Lee Greenwood was up there, you could have heard a pin drop in this place. I'll tell you what,
7: uh, just watching some of the drivers with their families down along the pit lane getting ready for their introduction. Uh, you could see uh, tears welling up in eyes and uh, just the patriotism is so strong here this weekend at Dover Downs International Speedway. And I believe everybody is feeling it from the folks folks at the grandstand to down along the pit lane everybody in this fantastic arena these fans chanting usa
1: i mean it's just incredible right here and the mood uh you know i just hope that we all continue to uh, remember those uh, that need to stay in our prayers and uh keep sending that uh, help that we can
7: what's happened to our country has had a great impact on all of us on the entire world and of course it affects nascar as well mike bagley talks with nascar president mike helton about that
6: what happened on September 11th is going to have an impact on everybody from here on. Uh, and it's just a matter of how much an impact, and certainly not letting that day stop us from doing what we do across the country and particularly here at NASCAR. The Budweiser Chevrolet up onto the back straightaway. He has lap cars ahead of him but he won't catch them
7: as Dale Jr. sets sail into turn three looking for the checkered flag off turn four. It'll be a very popular win here at Dover Downs this afternoon. He won at Daytona in the Pepsi 400. He scores his second win here today in the first state of Delaware. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Wins the MBNA Cal Ripken Jr. 400. A. Earnhardt
8: Jr. who had never had better than a third place finish here doing the burnout here in the front straightaway, carrying an American flag as he comes back up by the start finish line to the cheers of 140,000 race fans here at Dover.
9: It's a really emotional
7: day. Really, uh, really happy to have carried an American flag around the racetrack there at the end. Uh, I've never done a Polish victory lap before, and that's probably the last one I'll do, but uh, it was for good reason, and I'm real happy to win this race. I mean, it's a good, a good boost for the crew, the Budweiser team and everybody involved.
3: It looked like most of those fans up there were rooting for you.
7: I think so. I mean, it was uh, it was most exciting to be before the race to see the emotion in the fans but during uh, the national anthem and things like that. I mean, it's just amazing how everybody can come together after something uh, like we had over the past couple weeks.
10: And I'm just really glad to be an uh, American, I guess. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. Looking to protect your engine? Then regular oil and filter changes are the answer. AutoZone has everything you need to help you do the job yourself and do it right. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the
9: zone. AutoZone. Progressive Casualty Insurance
3: Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
6: We'll hear from all the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff contenders next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now,
1: back to Mike Bagley.
6: Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. We mentioned playoff time for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. where well, the field was set this past weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. All of the 16 contenders spoke with MRN on Monday about their outlook for this year's championship run.
1: And just like that, the last car to go, Alex Bowman, will be the pole sitter of the Daytona 500.
8: Yeah, thanks. It's uh, hard to be excited after the way today went, but glad to kind of have a clean slate. And, um, you know, we just got to perform a little better and and do a better job. It's been a rough couple weeks for us, but. Got the best in the business behind us at HMS, and uh, got to thank Exalta Nationwide for getting us here. We're uh, we got to get better, but uh, I think we uh, we can make some noise in the playoffs.
10: Jimmy Johnson, the very first pit box, he has a good load Chevrolet
9: on the. Yeah, we'll try to make some noise for sure. Um, you know, we have ten weeks to to find some speed and figure some things out. We've got some great tracks ahead for us, so I uh, you know, expect more today. One more today. And uh, silver lines, we did transfer, which is good. And, and now we got to figure out how to go some rounds, find some speed.
7: Clean windshield in front of the race leader, Eric Almirola, hugging the white. Line. Really
9: frustrated. I, we just can't seem to have anything go right. Um, you know, for whatever reason, we, when we have fast cars and cars that can contend to win, uh, we just have issues. And today, we, you know, we came down pit road with four to go in that stage and with a flat right rear, and uh, just set us up for you know, kind of a miserable rest of the race, but we've got speed in our cars. Uh, that's, you know, that's the positive and, and we're going into the playoffs with, uh, really fast cars and hopefully our luck will change when we get to Vegas, uh, and, and go there and have, uh, had the speed we've been having and have some luck go our way. The Inside lane is left wide open for Denny Hamlin.
2: Typically in history, we've been, we've performed better in the playoffs than we have in the regular season. Just about always. Um, now we'll we'll have to take a bigger ga- a bigger jump this year than what we've taken uh, in years past. We've um, we've typically been pretty good, and then we've been like great in the playoffs. This year we've been you know mediocre, and I think that uh, you know that big jump to great is a, is a is a big one. You have to try to do it overnight. Um, but we're I mean we've shown little things that I that is encouraging for me that uh, you know cars are are gaining speed. Um, you know, having a pole three of the last four weeks, um, means that we've, we've got cars capable of running fast speeds, but it's tuning it for race day that we, we, uh, seems like we, we've struggled at. And, um, so we're just, uh, we're trying to just battle through those things. And, you know, the great races, the really good races, that I felt like we were going to have a chance to, to win you know crazy things have happened and, and taken us out of it here
11: comes kyle larson now working off turn number yeah i mean we'll see how uh how we
9: we stack out uh once the playoffs start um you know obviously we were really good last week uh we were pretty good here today just didn't finish doesn't show for it and then uh i think we were good at vegas earlier in the year so we have some good tracks for us in the playoffs so hopefully we can you know catch some good luck and um you know be able to give a run for the championship
7: austin dillon leads the pack off turn number four well you know wasn't as great as we'd like it to be uh we're in the playoffs
12: we get to go to vegas next week so when everything starts and you know the last part of the year was a positive and that's good going uh, momentum into the the last couple races here young eric jones out in front of the
7: field
4: i think the first round for sure we just have to be consistent and, and not have any dns and make our way through there but uh from there it won't be easy you know i i think guys have gotten better and better and more used to how the playoffs work with the stage points and there are the playoff points. Um, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. I mean, there's three guys that are really fast and are probably going to be in Homestead, but that leaves one spot open. So we're charging to be that last guy in Homestead and and uh, if we can make it there, it'd be a, a
11: huge deal for us. The grandstands are going crazy when Ryan Blaney took the lead. Um, you know, it's been up and down a year. And Unfortunately, the last couple races hadn't been the best, but uh, and we've shown no case speed, just matter of Cleaning up some stuff and uh, see what we can do.
3: It is Chase Elliott all by himself at the front of the field. Uh, yeah,
9: I'm excited to get it started. You know, I think that the uh, same guys are going to be the one to beat, certainly. And, and we still have some work to do, but I think we're better than we've been. And I feel like some of these racetracks in the, in the last 10 are uh, some better places for us than, than here today. So, I'm, you know, hopefully and we'll see where it goes.
11: Lap after lap, Kurt Busch is one of the fastest cars on the racetrack. He's cut. I'm happy that uh, we got... A string of top tens like we have going right now. And I told you guys, welcome to the playoffs. This is what it's all about, but don't change a thing. Just stay focused, stay the course. We've grown as a team together this year very quickly, and we don't need to get hyped up or change anything for the playoffs. Let's just stay smart, stay focused, and do our job.
1: rich move by Joey Logano. That was do or die time.
4: Really good stuff for Team Pensy uh, lately. you be able to uh, see Brad win a couple races. That's great. Um, just got to. Uh, keep doing what we can do with the 22 car and trying to find some more speed and find uh, you know, the next level to, to be able to compete with these guys. The
5: long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag. Yeah,
4: absolutely. I mean, I'm telling you,
13: our, our capability within our race team is. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had that. You know, I mean, you really
4: look at it. We um, we won Martinsville, obviously. We almost won Dover. Um, ran really well there. We did win Michigan. Um, we had a, uh, had
13: another shot. Should have won Bristol. I, I screwed that up, um, you know, and, and we had a shot today. I mean, those are the things, you know, you really get to back and, and looking at the year. We could be sitting here with five wins, you know, right now. Um, that gives me a lot of confidence when you get into a format where you go out and are uh, in a situation where you have to rise to the occasion to have some fun and, and let it all hang out that's good times
1: for me like a vulture on a low branch is brad keselowski
12: and we got one big prize in front of us and that's the championship here for 2018 we haven't been as fast and as strong as we want to be but uh today shows anything can happen and we we got to put the pieces together on our end and put ourselves in position and, and good things can happen
11: and martin truex jr has won the auto club 400 oh yeah it's been great i mean really the last three it's been amazing uh to be on a team like, you know, we've got and just to be part of that group and, uh, and the success we've had, has just been it's been so much fun. So, you know, now it's, uh, pressure's turning up again and, and we got to perform and uh, looking forward to that
4: challenge. Give
3: the advantage to Kevin Harvick. He will power. I
4: don't really care about the other two. I'm just worried about my team and, and what we have to do to go to Vegas and, and focus on one race at a time. And uh, we haven't been worried about, you know, what you guys talk about all year. We go out and, and try to run as fast as we can and win a race and, and that's it.
3: Kyle Busch racing back to the line, and Kyle Busch will score the win. Um,
4: I wouldn't say it gives us any momentum. Obviously, um, it just kind of sets ourselves a little bit farther ahead, if you will, compared to some of our other competition with the bonus point structure and the playoff points the way they are. Uh, you know, the first round is going to be interesting with the Roval. The second round is going to be interesting with Talladega, so any bonus points you can pick up are obviously good ones. And uh, I feel like we did a good job of, of gaining some of that stuff here this year. Um, you know, we've kind of given away a few stages overall uh in order to kind of get some race wins so you kind of have a little bit of a trade-off there if you will but overall i feel like we um we we came out of here today with um not so good of a run Uh, we certainly wish we could have been further up front and had a better day um but all things considered we came out of here uh achieving what we needed to achieve there you have
6: them all 16 contenders for this year's monster energy nascar cup series championship it's going to be fun to watch starting this weekend at las vegas motor speedway Coming up next on NASCAR Live, we go face-to-face with NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Stuart Friesen, and later, we'll have a preview of a new podcast on MRN.com.
1: Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at gruntstyle.com.
3: The roar of motorcycles takes over Daytona International Speedway October 18th through the 21st with the return of Biketoberfest. Racing action features top riders from CCS and Azra as they take on Daytona's challenging 3.51 mile road course. Enjoy free demo rides from top manufacturers. Stroll through the area's largest motorcycle marketplace and enjoy Saturday's Hot Leathers Fashion Show and Bikini Contest in Harley-Davidson Thunder Alley. Marketplace admission, demo rides, and parking are free. For race tickets, call one 800 Shop or visit DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
6: We've got an exclusive face-to-face interview with Stuart Friesen next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Two weeks ago, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series started their championship playoffs in Canada. This week, it's race two. Coming your way from Las Vegas Motor Speedway, one of the contenders and a threat to win his first race is Canadian driver Stuart Friesen. Kim Kuhn sat down with him recently for a NASCAR Live face-to-face interview.
3: Stuart Friesen to the inside of both Grant and Finger and Kyle Busch. A full move in turn one. New leader
14: Stuart Friesen. You made your NASCAR Truck Series debut in July of 2016. That was just two years ago. When you transitioned from dirt to trucks, did you feel like it was going to happen this fast? And does it feel fast? Because it seems like your success has happened almost in the blink of an eye
13: no this has been the hardest thing I've ever done in racing um you know just just to get ourselves positioned with the right people and the right equipment uh you know we met a lot of great people along the way Billy Hess and Teddy Brown and to you know Tommy Baldwin's whole organization and you know eventually now with uh with, with the GMS Alliance so with all that being said it's it's been a been a cool ride been a lot of fun uh made me appreciate you know really good handling trucks like we have now good uh, Chevy Silverados and uh, we'll see where we go from here
14: What advantages do you think coming from a dirt background affords you in the truck series?
13: Uh, I think I can get away with with stuff that's a little bit freer at times. Um, You know, that might not be the best deal all the time. And um, it's kind of been, I've kind of had to learn where I need to be with with tightness. And and so a lot of the times we'll start kind of on the tight side and then then work to to the free stuff just so we don't get caught off guard. But, um, you know. The dirt stuffs, you know, that skill set that you hone uh, over years of, of dirt track racing and, and on the edge and, and chasing track conditions, um, I think it just lets, lets a driver like myself or, you know, Larson or Bell, like, just kind of, you know, chase the track and, and uh, keep up with changing track conditions and that kind of stuff.
14: Are there certain drivers who came from a different background who you have connected with when you do have questions or that sort of thing?
13: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, since, you know, our, our alliance with GMS, you know, being able to talk to uh, – Johnny Sauter and, and, and Justin Haley. Um, been pretty close with those two guys the last last couple months here. And, uh, you know, Justin coming from a road race type background and now, you know, dabbling in the dirt with his modified. And, and Johnny, you know, a, a pavement late mile short track guy. So it's uh, it's been pretty cool to, to build those relationships and, you know, learn and, and pick up as much as I can from both of them.
14: Because the Truck Series kind of it feels like it starting starts and stops like there's big breaks does racing on the dirt side kind of in between the truck dates help you stay competitive or is it so different that you kind of have to get your re-get your bearings when you get back on the nascar side no
13: i i'm you know fortunate to have two great groups of race teams here uh one you know led by trip bruce on the truck side and then you know my best friends tommy and eric and lauren and, and the guys that i race with on the on the dirt side that we've been you know racing together for years so uh if i'm gone you know playing with the truck you know I can come back and and know that our, our dirt car's prepared you know the best it can be and uh, we've been you know um, uh, kind of blessed by that to have great guys and and mm-hmm. you know win a lot of races this year because of it so that's been a lot of fun and uh, yeah I don't know if, if I was just driving the truck uh, I don't know what I would do with myself because there's you know two or three week times where you, where you don't get in the seat and um, you know I've never went that long I don't think before in my life you know especially <laughs> in the last 10 years or so. Uh, you know, during the season, not being in something. So it definitely keeps me, keeps me sharp.
14: When you started racing, you started at age 10, around age 10? Yeah, I
13: was like nine or 10 starting the go-karts.
14: Where did you originally want your racing career to go?
13: Oh, shoot. You know, when, when you're a kid, everybody dreams of, uh, you know, I was, you know, going to win the Daytona 500. And, (laughs) and, you know, I wasn't really a kid that grew up, uh, you know, looking at Indy cars too much. Uh, I was kind of a stock car guy. My dad was a big stock car fan and Richard Petty fan. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I, I dreamed for it to go. And, uh, you know for the last 10 years leading up to three years ago the, the 10 years before that it you know um, I didn't ever think that an opportunity like this was going to happen you know so I made the best of it and was fortunate to, to drive for great race teams in, in the modified uh, northeast modified divisions and um, then getting hooked up with with Halmar three years ago, it kind of reignited that dream of competing in NASCAR level. So um, it's just been a lot of fun to be here in the truck series and and see all these new tracks and travel to all these new places. It's been pretty exciting.
14: You've had three runner-up finishes just this season. Do those second places frustrate you or do you find motivation in them?
13: I find a lot of motivation in them. Um, You know, we're competing for wins and and that's, you know, all you can ask for. We haven't closed a deal yet, so it'll be pretty special when we do, but You know, having and and preparing and bringing fast race cars is is all you can ask for, and that's been so much fun. You know, when we started this deal two years ago, uh, you know, we we couldn't even get to the top 15, and then we, you know, got close with our equipment wise to run close to the top 10. And then, you know, in the last year or so, you know, being able to to compete in the top five has just been so special and just, uh, you know, a dream come true to to race at this level. So, uh, racing four wins and and racing against guys like Johnny Sodder and stuff for Mm -hmm. wins is is pretty darn cool.
14: I read where your wife, Jessica, actually is or was a race car driver yeah, as well. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, Have you guys ever competed against each other in anything?
13: Uh, we do all the time, actually. Really? Uh, she raced all over the country, uh, running 360 and 410 sprints. Um, you know, and we, we kind of slowed down a couple years ago, started a family, and she only raced a couple times a year, so... Uh, you know, the traveling stuff with the sprint cars, being from New York, is mm-hmm. tough. You know, we're not really a new, uh, sprint car-based area. So we put together a big block modified for uh, over the winter, and we've raced together on, on Saturdays at Fonda Speedway uh, pretty much all summer long. And she's done well. Uh, Has she beaten you ever? She beat me in a couple of heat races this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah, she's had some quick times, beat me in a couple of heat races. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just a different skill set than what she had, you know, with the sprint cars the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of trying to relearn the modified stuff she grew up running sports and two barrel you know modifieds but never big block stuff so uh she's been relearning that and we race together you know every saturday uh, i think we made about three quarters of them this year that we weren't doing the truck stuff so uh it's been a lot of fun and uh we'll keep doing that
2: do
14: you guys uh when you do race against each other share tips or is it kind of like i'll see you at the end of the race some <laughs> she's
13: tough so sometimes i just kind of say i'll see you after yeah. um, <laughs> i have a great friend uh, dale plank that that has come on to kind of, you know, just kind of help Jess and coach her. Mm-hmm. Um, we get short and get yelling at each other, and uh, that's not healthy for <laughs> our relationship or our race team. So uh, Dale's been a good peer mediator between the two of us. And um, it, like I said, it's just been a lot of fun, a lot of fun racing with her. And, and uh, you know, she's she's very analytical of the setups and this and that and shocks, and she knows everything in and out. So um, it's it's been cool. It's been a, been a lot of fun all year.
14: At the end of the playoff run, outside of a championship, what would be a successful playoff run for you and your team
13: uh you know a successful run would to be make it to f- the final four mm-hmm. you know and, and have a shot at it going into homestead um if that doesn't happen it doesn't happen uh we won't hold our heads down we'll just try to race on and, and race for wins but uh you know the way you know trip and the guys have prepared our, our chevys all year um you know i think we're deserving of that you know we've raced in the top five the last two months pretty regularly so um you know that, i think that's that's a reasonable goal and i think that's that's the goal that we made for ourselves going into that
6: That's Stuart Friesen on this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview, and Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of the World of Westgate 200 from Las Vegas Friday night, starting at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, Kim Coons got a social media minute, and later we'll preview a new podcast on MRN.com.
1: In a sport driven by acceleration, we're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment, driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts speeding up our recycling programs racing greener with sunoco green e15 a cleaner blended biofuel because if we all shift gears to help the environment we can keep racing for so much longer to learn more about how nascar is shifting towards a greener future visit nascar.com
9: green today Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click & Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR Radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and & Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season.
6: Motor Racing Network has coverage of the World of Westgate 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series from Las Vegas this Friday night. You can check it out beginning at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now,
6: back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Time to check in with Kim Kuhn. She's back with us for this week's Social Media Minute. Kim, what are you seeing this week in NASCAR Nation?
14: Yeah, Mike. NASCAR Nation is all buzz about Jeff Gordon at Burning Man. So if you don't know what Burning Man is, it's this festival-type thing out west in the desert. So while everybody was getting wet and indie with all the rain we had, Jeff was in the dryness of the desert with his wife, Ingrid. You can see the photos they posted on both Jeff's handle and Ingrid's handle. And this is a side of Jeff Gordon I have never seen before because people go out there, they get costumes, um, all these different props, and Jeff and Ingrid both look like they were pulled right out of a Mad Max movie. It's pretty insane. A side of Jeff we have never seen. So that's some of the stuff that people were talking about on social media. The other thing was... Brad Keselowski winning the Brickyard 400. Obviously, he got the first win for Team Penske of that race. But what they're focusing on is how cute his daughter Scarlett was in all of the victory photos. The tradition is for the winning team to obviously line up along the yard of bricks and kiss the bricks. Well, Scarlett was not having any of that. And if you go to NASCAR's Twitter handle, you can see the most adorable photo of the entire team, Brad included, as well as his wife, Paige, leaning down to kiss the bricks and Scarlett is just standing up, her arms are crossed, and she is refusing to kiss the bricks. And NASCAR just tweeted, Christmas card, question mark? We think so. So that was one of my favorite tweets of the week. We're headed to Vegas, though, to kick off the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of social media content throughout the week and weekend regarding that. But if you want to join the conversation, you can tweet us using hashtag AskMRN and follow us at MRN Radio.
6: Thank you, Kim. MRN has a new podcast coming next week. It's MRN Presents The Cat in the Hat, Jack Roush. It's a 10-part series that'll tell the story of one of NASCAR's most successful car owners. Here's a sample of the show. But for Mark Martin, the white flag, he's not thinking money right now. He'd probably want to be in this position for free as he looks at his first
11: win just one lap away. He had
3: a two-year plan, and he had the money, already had the money to run
11: two years. Uh and commitment, you know, he's gonna spend his own money and uh, to get it to get it going. And what is and I was like, okay, what are you gonna do for testing? What are you gonna are you gonna have enough tires? Are you gonna do this? I know who your people are, you know, talked about people and everything. When we got done, he said, you know, he told me all that stuff and he says, I would like to uh, I'd like to have you drive my car. And I says, Well I'll do it. And I stood up and I
3: shook his hand and I got lightheaded, and almost, I, I mean, I remember feeling lightheaded.
7: Jack, this has got to be something happy for you. Jack Rouse, he's a guy that
5: pays the bills here. Than we are for Ford Motor Company and Mark and, of course, the Stroh Brewering Company that's our sponsor. And that Thunderbird one hell of a car. We really need the supercharger today. Well, you know, we had a number of people on the wings who wanted to talk to us about sponsorship, but we hadn't demonstrated we could win yet and uh, the, the when we won the race at rockingham the the, the it was with great relief that Steve Meo and Robin Pemberton and Mark and I celebrated the uh, the win because that meant that we could stay uh, that I was almost certain to be able to get the additional support we made we needed to be able to stay in the business for the long term.
7: Another one of the news stories we've been covering for you all weekend is uh, the crash uh, that involved uh, NASCAR team owner Jack Roush on Friday evening in Troy, Alabama, not too far from the speedway here. He was uh, flying a plane. It was on his birthday, and I think it's part of a sort of a birthday celebration. He was just trying out some aircraft. That's a passion of Jack's. And uh, the plane went down in a lake.
5: Most of the airplane was out of the water. And uh, but I was trapped uh, with uh, the crumpled uh, for nose of the airplane. My left femur was a debris field. My left ankle was, t- was broken. The foot was turned backwards, and I had uh, had a concussion when I landed. They said they find people who drown sometimes underwater with air still in their lungs. So I was underwater. I hit my head, got a concussion. Uh, I stopped breathing, and I, my lungs stayed full of air. Four or five minutes after I crashed. Uh, Sergeant Majors Larry Hicks who had been uh, a retired uh, sergeant majors from the Marine, Co- Marine Corps had been trained for extricating the helicopter uh, uh, servicemen and pilots from a uh, uh, interle- intercoastal wa- waterways in Vietnam so he'd been trained uh, to go underwater and to find uh, seat belts and to get a personnel and he was, I crashed 100 yards from his living room.
7: Greg Biffle has clinched the championship for the 2002 NASCAR Busch Series season. I just want to thank everybody who made this possible, you know, Granger and Roush and, uh, you know, Jack, I'm just, uh, I'm happy he's with us this year. Well,
5: to start with, it was around Mark. It's only when we decided we were, we backed away from the truck series and we were going to make it a, a place to, to vet uh, rookie uh, drivers headed toward the Cup Series that we decided to start running for championships.
7: And fifth is Kurt Busch, and he is the NASCAR
11: Nextel Cup Series champion. Jack Roush's prep speech was, all right, boys, you came this far, try not to F it up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what, that was it? That was the Jack Roush pep talk? And, then, you know, afterwards when we won, it, it's, it's one of those feelings of pure bliss, enjoyment, and teamwork. And the teamwork side of it is what I remember most.
6: That's all from a new podcast series, MRN Presents, The Cat in the Hat, Jack Roush. The first episode will be next Tuesday. You'll be able to download it for free on MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, we'll talk with Matt Benedetto, and later, NASCAR Xfinity Series winner from Indy, Justin Allgaier.
3: I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I need a bloom, and it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback
10: Steakhouse. That's what it's all about.
3: Outback Steakhouse. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com.
6: Matt DeBenedetto is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for spending time with us on this week's
6: NASCAR Live. Over the weekend in Indianapolis, Matt DeBenedetto made a big announcement concerning his future. MRN's Tyler Burnett caught up with him to chat about it.
15: Thanks, Mike. On Friday here in Indianapolis, Matt DeBenedetto sent out a tweet that will probably shape the rest of his career i would say a leap of faith to leave go fast race in the current team he drives for in the cup series with the hopes of getting a competitive ride in nascar matt joins me now matt can you walk us through kind of what your decision was like and the process it took
11: uh yeah it's been an interesting week for sure so um you know after a lot of thought uh thinking on it many sleepless nights things like that i um you know finally came to the decision that uh it was it was time to take a chance and just like i said a leap of faith and um you know bet on myself um, is exactly what I'm doing uh, so I can put myself in a position to uh, go out there and show exactly what I can do you know given the opportunity and, and top equipment and, and uh, some other you know seeing other people do it that way and and um, getting opportunities before me was, was definitely what led me and pushed me to this decision.
15: Can you elaborate on that I mean others getting opportunities like who have you kind of consulted with or, or seen
11: that you would kind of like to shape your decision in that way? Well, I mean, I respected a lot what you know my friend Alex Bowman did. Um, the situation was a little bit different, but I mean, same deal. He bet on himself, and then he hopped in a quality car and showed what I knew and, and um, a lot of us knew that he would do given the opportunity. He, he drove for some smaller teams, made the most of what he had, and then hopped in a... Uh, you know a good car and did what I knew that he would do um, but some others just didn't know uh, because you're you know making the most of what you got in underfunded equipment and um, sometimes that can you know it's a great opportunity but it can hold you back in those instances and then see what Ryan Priest did and, um, and things like that and then just you know I feel like when I'm pushing for to get these better opportunities I feel like uh, some of these guys may get um, I, I may get overlooked by people that I have way more experience than um, and have you know can do a much better job than, in my opinion, no disrespect to anybody else, um, and that will frustrate. That would frustrate anybody, and it was enough. And I, I think everything happens for a reason. That was probably just the push that I needed to finally uh, make a very bold move like this. You mentioned your friend
15: Alex Bowman. He and Kyle Larson both tweeted you. You know, others have probably reached out. Who has reached
11: out since you've made this announcement since Friday? And what kind of conversations have you had? Um, yeah, the quite a few people. A lot of response from a bunch of different people in the in the industry so that's been pretty cool but like you said alex you know is a huge supporter and that meant a lot that all the great things that he went out of his way to say and kyle larson always um is you know really trying to help uh dale jr you know really wanted to get me on nbc to get my word out there and it's just amazing to have the support from so many people and that makes me feel more comfortable and confident in my decision because i mean so many people including a lot of drivers are are well behind it and applaud me for a bold move and they all think it's definitely going to be the the best bet and they think I'm going to get the opportunity and and I'm just excited honestly to be able to um, I know it's going to happen I'm going to be able to hop in something and then just show people I can go out there and uh, you know if it's a winning Xfinity ride whatever it may be part-time anything um, I want to go out there and it's time to show people what I can do given the opportunity.
15: And you alluded to guys like Priest, so he has a part-time schedule doesn't run very many races but takes the most of his opportunities would you be open to something
11: like that racing in a car that could win part-time absolutely yeah i think it's just the time for maybe a step like that whether it's a step up in the in the cup garage if something like that opens up you know that's uh, great of course um but if not you know also guys like that what they've done is uh, if you can make the most of your opportunity even if it's part-time in a winning xfinity deal uh, winning means a lot and goes a very long way and that's kind of a a little bit of the model nowadays, and um, and yeah, so it's, you know, a lot of people didn't even know that, you know, Ryan Priest ran um, full-time in Xfinity for a good bit for JD Motorsports, and then he hopped in the, you know, Gibbs Xfinity car. And some people thought he was a rookie and didn't even know. So that's the frustrating part for guys like us is, you know, there's there's um, and I've been lucky to uh, to gain a lot of respect from a lot of folks. And people really notice what we do as a team and that we make the most of it. But at the end of the day, by some of these bigger teams and the places you're hoping to get to, um, they they can overlook stuff, you know, that guys like us, um, teams like us will do. And uh, even though we know that there's, there's a lot of guys in the, all over through the field that could hop in good cars and win and smoke everybody.
6: That's Matt Benedetto as he spoke with MRN's Tyler Burnett. Coming up next, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Justin Allgeyer will join us. And later, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history.
5: This is power, this is tradition.
10: This is Talladega, the biggest party in NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th.
14: Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events, and the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com.
1: Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter.
6: Indy NASCAR XFINITY Series driver Justin Allgaier joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you
6: back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, the NASCAR Xfinity series ran the Lily Diabetes two fifty at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And what seems to be a concurring theme of the NASCAR Xfinity series, Justin All took the checkered flag and went on to Victory Lane. He joins us now here on NASCAR Live. Justin, welcome back to the show.
12: Oh, thank you. It's good to be on. Obviously, um, uh, especially under these circumstances, you know growing up as a, as a big fan of Indianapolis Motor Speedway and uh, going there as a kid to watch the 500 and the Brickyard 400 to be able to uh, to cross that yard of bricks first and to, to kiss the bricks with my family was pretty special so it's always good to be on in the, under those circumstances.
6: There is one story you shared on Saturday that I believe bears repeating it was an emotional story that you told but I think it uh, I think it will resonate with a lot of folks you mentioned the importance of Indianapolis Motor Speedway why and really, how did you get there? It sounds like that the family's been a part of uh, of you and obviously the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and its surrounding areas for quite a while.
12: Yeah. So growing up, you know, I grew up just uh, just across the border there, I guess, in, in, in Illinois. And, uh, you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was one of those places that... You know, obviously has a lot of history, not just in, in the NASCAR world, but just in auto racing in general. And and so for me, you know, I was fortunate enough as a kid to uh, to, to go over there and watch races. You know, I went to the first I don't know four or five Brickyard 400s and, and watched those in person. Um, obviously, like I said, I've been to the Indianapolis five hundred and and Carb Days and you know all that fun stuff. But what's interesting to me is so so just behind Turn two, uh, there used to be a hotel. Uh, the, the brickyard crossing is still there. It's it's where the golf course is at. But every Wednesday night during the during the winter, my dad would uh, get me out of school. Uh, he'd pick me up from school, and we would drive to Indianapolis, which is about a three hour drive, a little over a three hour drive, to get there, um, so that I could take classes. There, there was, you know, predominantly a speaking class, trying to trying to learn how to be better, uh, how to be a better speaker, how to talk in front of people, um, how to use that for, for, for marketing aspects. And, you know, my dad said, look, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to make this a career um, and, and wanting to, to make this what you want to do for, for a living, when you grow up, you know, I'll, I'll do everything I can do to, to give you all the tools that I possibly can to, to, to make that happen. And, uh, you know, selflessly, he, he would drive me over there every, every Wednesday, I would do my homework on the way over and I would sleep in the car on the way back and, you know, to this day, I still look back on it and I say I don't. I don't have any idea how my dad, uh, how my dad accomplished what he did. You know, not not just with that, but just in general. You know, the, the amount of hours that he spent on the road traveling to go pick up parts so that we could go to the racetrack, or or just you know just the effort that was put in. Uh, we never we never really had the money per se to spend um, to to go do things at a, at a super high level. Uh, but but the effort was always there, and, and he always made sure that we made things happen. Uh, because of the effort that
6: he put in. You know, it's amazing. Probably a lot of parents listening to this interview right now can can relate to what you just described, and children as well who had p- parents do things for them to, to help them in their career and their endeavors alike. I'm I'm curious, though, in those course, because you have mastered the, speak, uh, the, the speaking thing perfectly, whether you're on this radio show, whether you're on MRN or TV, or when we do uh, brand hospitality opportunities together, you you are a master of of being able to describe things uh, in a way that I think a lot of people can relate to and appreciate. What kind of things did they teach you um, in that course over there that helps you get to where you are today as a public speaker?
12: Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I don't feel like I'm great at it. I, I'd rather get behind the wheel and go drive because I feel more at home and more comfortable doing that. But uh, you know, from from my standpoint, the biggest thing was just number one, prepping you on on how to assemble a proper answer, right? How to formulate the answer. Because you gotta you gotta kinda give people the who, what, where, when and why and, and how to um and how to how to kind of bridge that gap of without starting and giving a whole long story, just how to how to kinda put those all into into the into the play. Um and then the other thing of it is the ums, ahs, and you know, a lot of us in our everyday speaking we tend to use a lot of pause words and, and get tripped up because we're thinking about what we're gonna say. And you end up using a lot of these pause words, and and that's something that they are very adamant you don't do. So, you know, there was a lot of times um, you you had a a, a a jar, like you know, it was a swear jar, but it wasn't really a swear jar. It was an um jar and an and jar. So every time you you said a pause word, you had to add, uh, I think it was a quarter or a nickel to the to the to the jar. So, you know, they they really tried to basically just get your mind to wrap around how to be better at public speaking. You know, we'd give anywhere from, you know, rapid fire question and answer uh, scenarios all the way up to, I think the the last, the last thing we had to do was like a 30 minute free standing speech. Um, no timer. You know, you basically just had to go and do it. And, and you had, you know, you had a, a limit uh, of, of too early and too late. And it was, it was just crazy. So I uh, definitely, something for me that's helped me a lot, not only in, in my racing career, but, but just in everyday life, you know, being able to be around people and, and really uh, associate with people and, and, you know, get get my uh, feelings out in in a, the appropriate way.
6: Chatting with Justin Allgaier, who once uh, Mondays, Lily Diveas 250 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The regular season finale for the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs starting in two weeks at richmond for you the heavy lifting is done you've gotten win after win after win you're consistently in the top 10 what is your game plan for this weekend at las vegas
12: game plan is to go do our do our job and don't don't approach it as any different race um you know for us the mile and a half are going to be what we're going to see a lot of in the in the regular season in the postseason um in in the, the the playoffs you know we've seen a lot of those already in in the regular season but you know we have to be on our A game. It doesn't matter what type of racetrack we go to. It doesn't matter, you know where we're, where we're at. We we have to be at 110 percent. And so for Las Vegas is no different than that. We're going to go there. We're going to approach it like it's a playoff race. You know we're still trying to get those those elusive bonus points for the regular season championship. We want to go there. We want to run well. We want to run up front. We want to do our job, and try to lock up that regular season championship. Try to get those bonus points. And and you know what? We we've, we've won three of the last five, but uh I'd be okay with four out of the last six so that's that's the that's the goal that's the plan and and I don't think that uh, we can we can change that that effort at all
6: well, you've been executing all year long and there's no reason to believe that you won't be doing the same thing in the uh in the final stretch here of the two thousand and eighteen season We appreciate you stopping by spending some time with us congratulations on that huge win at the brickyard and uh here's to more successes for you and the race team here as we enter the playoffs for this race season
12: thanks man i really appreciate it.
6: Thank you. That is Justin Allgaier. He showed him how it was done this weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It is the NASCAR XFINITY Series season finale coming up in Las Vegas this weekend. Coming up next, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. and We'll also preview the first round of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs.
10: At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. Looking to protect your engine? Then regular oil and filter changes are the answer. AutoZone has everything you need to help you do the job yourself and do it right. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the
9: zone, AutoZone. Progressive Casualty
3: Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
9: This is
3: NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Getting ready to shut her down for the week here
6: on NASCAR Live. In a moment, we're going to preview this weekend's race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. But first, let's turn back the clock for this week in NASCAR history. We begin this week in 1993. 1993. Billy Joel has the number one album in the country with River of Dreams on Fox TV. A new show called The X-Files debuted and NASCAR was racing at Richmond Raceway. Rusty Wallace ended Mark Martin's streak of four wins in a row when Rusty won the Miller Genuine Draft 400.
8: In the middle of the night White
7: flag, Rusty Wallace with three-quarters of a mile to go. Wallace comes off turn number two for the final time. Bill Elliott behind him by about a car length with a half. Now Earnhardt about four car lengths back. Rusty holds the lead back to turn three.
8: Wallace just trying to keep it to the bottom of the racetrack. and protect what he has. He's on his way down to win the Miller 400. Elliott will finish second, running third right now, Dale Earnhardt.
6: Let's jump forward to 1999. Red Hot Chili Peppers had the number one rock song with Scar 2. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos retired John Elway's number seven jersey, and NASCAR was again in Richmond. Tony Stewart made his way to victory lane for the first time in his career in the XI NASCAR Select Batteries
3: 400.
6: Tony Stewart heading down to the
8: line to see the white flag on his way to getting his first Winston Cup victory ever. He is down in turn number one behind that four-car pack that we talked about. Bobby Labonte is some four to five car lengths behind him. He's off turn two and heading for victory lane. No
7: doubt about it, he's had the strong car all night, and he, he deserves this one. Tony Stewart for the last time up into turns three and four. In just
3: his 25th start in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, Tony Stewart is a winner. Checkered flag, Stewart wins tonight's excide NASCAR select 400 at Richmond,
6: and we end this week in 2004. Tim McGraw had the number one country album with "Live Like You Were Dying." In the news, Hurricane Ivan was upgraded to a Category 5 as it moved into the Gulf of Mexico, and NASCAR again was racing at Richmond Raceway. Jeremy Mayfield ended a four-year losing streak to win the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. I went skydiving. Jeremy Mayfield comes to the back straightaway as
7: Bobby Labonte is off the pace behind him, running out of gas. Mayfield goes back to turn three, looking for the checkered flag. Last victory back in June of 2000 at Pocono, Pennsylvania. Tonight in Richmond, Virginia, it's Jeremy Mayfield going back to the winner's circle as he wins the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, the
6: Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series will start its playoffs at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for a preview. Here's Susie Armstrong.
0: Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin as the teams make the long haul to Sin City for the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Regular season champion Kyle Busch returns to his hometown track to launch his quest for a second career nascar title
4: being able to go to las vegas for the kickoff this year is a bit different um, you know i'm looking forward to that normally we're at a different venue we've been at different venues for a few years so this will be the first for vegas and hopefully there's no weather out there but normally it's a pretty good time of year to see some sunshine and and some hot temperatures, so um, looking forward to that and, and what Vegas is going to have in store for all of us.
0: Scoring two top fives and nine top tens in the regular season, Alex Bowman made the playoffs and hopes for a performance turnaround on the 1.5-mile oval. The
8: first round is going to be tough. Um, you know, Vegas and Richmond were probably our two worst races of the, of the year, and then, um, you know, I'm not necessarily a road course guy going to the Roval, so uh, it, it's going to be a tough first round, but... I think our mile and a half program's gotten much stronger, Um, so I I think we can be much better than we were in Vegas.
0: The green flies over the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this Sunday, just after 3 p.m. Eastern. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong.
6: Thank you, Susie. It's always fun going to Las Vegas, but there are three extra reasons to look forward to it with all the racing action going on folks our time is up for this week and as always we thank you for checking in and stopping by and spending time with us and we also thank matt de benedetto for giving us his time also justin allgaier stewart friesen and the field of 16 monster energy nascar cup series playoff drivers as they get set for their championship run coming up this weekend in nevada for the rest of the mrn crew i'm mike bagley thank you so much for spending time with us we'll chat with you again next week right here on nascar live
1: so long everybody NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you?
3: Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning.
9: At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance.
1: We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.